Fox snaps, sets up second and 12. Bortles has a man. It's Dante Moncrief. Touchdown, Jacksonville. Great throw there. Uh, patience. Uh, time throw. Couldn't be more accurate by Blake. You are now listening to the Jetstream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Jetstream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. My name is Andrew Claudio, a not-so-happy recap. Uh, they are who we thought they were. Uh, the New York Jets fall to 1-3, a 31-12 blowout at the hands of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Joining me to break it all down is our Jets writer, Jesse Finver. Jesse, how you doing, buddy? I'm all right, man. Uh, it, was, it was a tough weekend for my football teams. Oh, my God, uh, that's so. right, Penn State. Oh, my God, Jesse. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. It was it was not a it was not a fun weekend for me. Uh, plus, having to drive three at three hours there and back to a football game, I had to cover. It was just a it was a lot. Yeah, I, w- I watched that Penn State loss in the parking lot of Southern University mm-hmm. in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, which is three hours from Hattiesburg, where I live. So, okay. after after watching that, having to. Uh, <laughs> And then, and then tune in to, for this on Sunday, yeah. To having that, to driving, to tuning into the Jets game, it was a it was a rough weekend, my man. Well, I mean, at least the Penn State game was closer, you know. Nope, doesn't 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 matter. Doesn't make, you would actually no, rather the Jets have the the, I, the Penn I, State game have been a blowout because then it wouldn't yeah. have given you any false hope. Yeah, we blew that game. Uh, anyway, let's move on to the Jets. Let's well, okay, we we can talk about this team. That's sure why not. Um. So I'm going to – it's interesting because I had a lot of – and people know who know me know I also host the Mets show, uh, Next Stop Willits Point. And the Mets had a very big weekend with David Wright and, and Reyes and the, the finale of the 2018 season. And it's kind of interesting how both seasons pretty much have started the exact same way and gone the exact same way. <laughs> the Mets start eleven and one, and then in June go five and twenty-one, and show that this is going to be a long season. And now the Jets, in opening night victory against the Lions, forty-eight seventeen, everything went right. Six turnovers against Stafford and the Lions, like a bad pick six, but then everything goes right. Uh, the running game looks great, and Noonwa looks great. Robbie Anderson with a big catch. And here we are, three week weeks, four. Le- week four, and they're one in three. And I don't, I don't like to use the phrase "didn't show up for a game," but it just didn't look like this team thought they had a chance. There's no imagination with this offense whatsoever. There just isn't. Mm-hmm. I can't even blame Donald because he's got no type of creativity with this playbook and this defense. Tremaine Johnson, who was brought here to be a lockdown corner is getting burned on every deep ball. I mean, Jesse, what's the – I guess if we could just start, what is the biggest thing that either you want to complain about or you want to talk about? What's the number one reason why the Jets are 1-3 after four weeks? I think it's the coaching. Um, now, let me be clear. I, I haven't really said anything on Twitter regarding Todd Bowles. I've, I've definitely criticized Jeremy Bates. Um 
my favorite thing he does, and I tweeted this out, my favorite thing Jeremy Bates does is when he runs the ball up the middle on second and 20. <laughs> um, it's, it's the best. It's that I did see. That was good. Um, you know, I have a lot of thoughts on Todd Bowles. Tell me. Um, before the season, and all right, let me even start. Yeah, before, before this season, last season, I was really impressed because before that season, before last season, I was on the fence about Todd Bowles. And last season, everybody had the Jets at 0-16, and, and the Jets played hard every single game. Uh, I, don't, and I wouldn't say they were necessarily a very disciplined team. There were still a lot of penalties, still a lot of questionable coaching calls that, like, in your third, in your third year, you're like, okay, like, this is a little concerning. Uh, hopefully they can pick it up, but the talent level isn't that good. So you're not, like, like completely blaming the guy. Because they got your guys to fight every single game. They showed up. Yeah. But this season so far, other than that that Detroit game, I mean, it's been a lot of really passive play calling, uh, not super aggressive on defense. Now, I, I want to say they're blitzing a lot more. Um, it, at least it seems to me they are because they're not getting pressure with three or four guys. Well, that's and why they're blitzing a lot more, you know? Yeah, and when they, when they blitz a lot more, it's just not working. You know, no, but nobody's getting any pressure. The, the play calling on defense hasn't been creative. Now, I know it's not been Todd Bowles. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly, it's not Todd Bowles. <laughs> there was a Manish report. Oh, uh, God. And he said that apparently, I don't even know, who is the defensive coordinator? I thought Todd Bowles called the plays. I but thought he did too. But apparently he doesn't. So the defensive, the defensive coordinator, we'll give air quotes there, uh, is calling the plays right now. And there was a report from Anish that Todd was considering taking some of those play calling duties away. Not all, but some. And Todd Bowles apparently was like extremely emotional and uh, colorful in denying. Uh, I wouldn't say colorful, but he, but he, was, he was loud, which he nor- not normally is, um, in his denial of that. Uh, and you, if you can check the beat writers, they were tweeting about it. So, you know, with, 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 when it comes when it comes down to it, his 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 play calling has been weak. Jeremy Bates has been embarrassingly bad. You were 100 percent hitting it on the nose with. There's just no imagination. And when it comes to the coaching aspect of it, there's still a lot of penalties. Uh, they they don't develop any of the players that they draft mm, at all. You know. At all, and you can't. You look at the Jets, the past in the Mike McCagnan era and the John Isdick era. Just no players left, other than a few that McCagnan has has is drafted of late, and those guys are probably not going to stick because they just like Malden has been bad. Like all these guys have been just bad. So there's that, and then it just doesn't seem like the team is just bought in this year. I don't know. It just has a different vibe. D- does it feel that way to you? Like. Well- it's interesting that that's how the feeling is now. Because, what, week one? They were all saying this is a different Jets team. Get ready for a different year. Maybe it's, you know, maybe maybe they, maybe it's not a different vibe. It's just the fans. There's so much pressure from the fans. Yeah. Um, but but also, I forgot to mention this. Todd Bowles, you, you got to stop punting it on fourth down when you're trailing and <laughs> you're, you're inside the opponent's field. You, you go for it on fourth and eight, okay? Like, yeah. This is, that's another big thing, though. Like he's he's been consistent with that. Like just being really passive. He needs to be more aggressive. Yeah. Um, 
he, I would love for him to take over the defensive play calling because as a defensive coordinator, he was fantastic in Arizona. You know, so take the <laughs> so, play calling, please. So Casey Rogers is the defensive coordinator. Uh, yeah. For the the Jets this year, um, in its fourth season, actually. Uh, a couple things. First of all. Like Todd Bowles, I'm not sold on him as a head coach. I, I just I haven't been. He started off his career ten and five. They had that incredible first year with Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker and Brian Fitzpatrick and Chris yeah. Ivory and all that 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 ten and five start. And then you blow at the end of the season against Rex. He's eleven and twenty five since that season. Yeah, ten and five start. That. So I'm I'm uh, like he's been in rebuild mode the last two years. And I gotta say. They're as, still in rebuild mode. They are, and as frustrating as Sunday's loss was, and as bad as and as pathetic as it is, that you win the turnover battle three nothing and you get blown out. I will say this: they could have won the Cleveland game, they could have won the Dolphin game. So it's not like they're getting blown out in these games. There, I, I this was the first time I actually challenged their lack of effort on Sunday. So that's where I wonder if it's just one bad week. The problem is. You're now one in three, and like the season might as well be over because you're not catching the Patriots who seem to turn it around, even though you're only technically a game back of the Patriots. Like you're not catching probably not even Miami at but this who, point. Yeah, but like who even expected the Jets to be a playoff team this season? If I said I after had week at, I had one, them at eight and eight, and I think they're probably going to go six and ten now after seeing this team play four games. Well. I mean, I'll ask you two. I'll ask you a question. Like after week one, when they were winning forty-eight seventeen, if I said eight and eight in a week AFC could make the playoffs, you absolutely thought the Jets could do it, right? You see, I don't know. I like mean, you know, I what have, I'm saying if I, eight and eight makes I, the playoffs in the week AFC, though, that's what I'm saying. I think eight and eight can make the playoffs. Yeah, all right. I mean, like the Dolphins bunch, realistically might make the playoffs this year. year. Like, it's like it's a weird year. Yeah, it's a very weird year. Well, it's also Buffalo, it's, it's just the AFC. Buffalo beat the Vikings. Like what? Well, yeah, <laughs> football's also <laughs> super random. On top of that, um, this was the first time they looked one in fifteen. That like that's the the biggest worry I have is that they're the first three weeks they were three. No, this team is this team is gonna win some games. No, no, I'm they're not saying not- they're gonna go one in fifteen. This is just the first time they looked like this is gonna be a bad season, like the bad team we all thought they were there's, gonna be last year. There's a there's talent on this roster. I agree. Um, Although I will say this, Tremaine. He, no, you mentioned Tremaine Johnson. He, he's been a disappointment for sure. Jamal time. Adams is, but but Jamal Adams has been everything and more, and everything we dreamed of. He's better than Leonard Williams. Um, Like this guy is, even the national media has fallen in love with this guy. We don't we don't talk about Jamal enough. He's he he needs a lot more love from this from this podcast and 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 us writers here. His team stinks. That's the thing. Like you'll you'll get the love when your team's better. When you're actually on a good team and you actually your results your your play is actually producing results. Um, I mean, look, you hit it right on the head with the coach. I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying, like. We didn't right. know what Darrell Rivas was until the Jets made the AFC Championship game with Rex Ryan. Yeah. You know, or at least America didn't. Um, look, you mentioned it with the coach. I I almost wonder if the product or, or the outcome of this season, the best case scenario, is that they actually get the coach in here that you want to develop a quarterback. Because that's honestly my biggest fear right now is that Darnold's going to spend a year. It's the, Jer- it's the Jeff Fisher effect that – you now have a quarterback with tools, with talent. 
and he has nobody to develop him. And I went through the Mark Sanchez era, regardless of what you think of what Mark Sanchez could have been. Just I know we've argued about this. We argued about this week one. The fact is, he had a defensive coach who did not dabble in the offense at all. And my fear is that we now have a defensive-minded coach and a 21-year-old quarterback, 17 for 34. I mean, that's bad, but I can't blame him. He's got nothing to work with in this offense. Also, top well, How about this? How about this? Wait, how about this? Okay, Carl. How about you hire? How about you hire an offensive coordinator next this this off season, who you think you can groom to be your future head coach? You play out Todd Bowles' contract, fire him at the end of it. It's like two two or three more years, right? Because he signed an extension. Uh huh. Um, and then you promote your offensive coordinator, who's been growing with Sam Darnold past three years, See, two three years. I don't even and- know if that's a good option because then what if? Like, cause then you're running into the Ben McAdoo model. I think you look for the next Sean McVay. Like, that's honestly the model I think you go with. Like, McVay yeah, was well, the yeah, third. Like, that's, just that's look for like, a really good offensive coordinator out there. Yeah, but it, it's but it's more than just being a good play caller. No, I agree. I agree. McVay though is a special kind of because he's also got a a. A, a head coach slash defensive coordinator and Wade Phillips that just runs the whole defense and he doesn't have to really worry about the defense. Um, look, I I don't mean to call for somebody's job because Lord knows Jeremy Bates and Todd Bowles could do a better job than I could. I just know that I could do just as bad a job as they have in the first four <laughs> weeks as well. So pardon me for questioning what these guys are doing. Plus, Todd Bowles, you're down 25-3. to three. In the early fourth quarter, what are you doing kicking a field goal to make it 25-6? That was awful. Like, what are, like, what are you doing? This meaningless field goal. It's a 38-yarder, too. Like, dude. Yeah. And then they make it 25-12. And let me ask you. The, the touchdown, and then they went for it for two by the Jaguars. Were you offended by it? I don't, I don't care about that. I wasn't either. I, I thought yeah. it was. I really did think it was a meaningless. Like, the Ravens do it to the Steelers all the time. If Marone was doing it as a... As a jab at the Jets for what happened three years ago, fine. But what even happened three years ago? So, if you remember when Rex was let go at the end of the, the I think it was the 2014 season, um, he then took oh. the Bills job. Doug Marone quit the Bills because he thought I'd like to be the Jets head coach. And the Jets then, as soon as Rex became the head coach of the Bills, were like, you know what? I don't want this to look like we just switched head coaches. We're now going to go a different direction and go to Arizona. That was the Arizona went to the championship game and lost to the Panthers. Doug Marone then couldn't find a job. And then he got the assistant manager job in Jacksonville, which led to him getting promoted after Gus Bradley got fired. So, yeah, I mean, it for all, I don't know if you remember this, but for all intents and purposes, Doug Marone was going to be named the Jets head coach. And then like the day before, the Bills announced they've hired Rex Ryan, and all of a sudden, Doug Marone wasn't the Jets head coach anymore. Um, I do, I do, I do remember that. Yes. So, look, there, is there a positive you take from this? Like they they won the turnover battle. That's the only thing I could take is that this team is producing turnovers that they weren't getting last year. It's just not producing results. No interceptions from Sam Darnold. True. Uh, that's a positive after the past two weeks. Um, you know, I thought. Yeah, I th- I thought he led the offense pretty well. Penalties just killed the Jets. Field position killed the Jets. Drop passes from Anunua. 
Um, and from Powell killed us, uh, or maybe it was Robbie Anderson. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but, uh, there was a huge, a huge, unbelievable catch from Chris Herndon rookie <laughs> out of Miami. And that was called back because of a holding on Kelvin Beecham. Like people want to put a lot of blame on Todd Bowles, but when you're, th- this roster just isn't that great. There's talent. There's guys that are very talented on the Jets roster. But when the offensive line consists of a bunch of nobodies, I I like Spencer Long, and that's about it. Kelvin Beecham, obvious. There's a reason why he's no longer in Jacksonville. He was a top pick by them, and he could not stay on the field, and he hasn't been the same player since he got hurt. Brian Winters is very average. Uh, Like, it's, it's just... It's very, very frustrating when you see on Twitter... All these people call it, <laughs> blaming the head coach for a lot of things that have gone wrong that aren't his fault, that are his boss's fault, Mike McCagnan's fault. Well, Players, yeah, the lack of t- – they go hand in hand, though, because – They the, do. They the do. Loss, the loss, I guess – like the, the, the little things, like – I can't blame this Sunday's loss for on Todd Bowles. It just looked like his team didn't show up. So if you want to blame that on him, you can I can blame the Cleveland and the Miami loss on him, though, because there are little coaching decisions throughout both of those games, yeah. which is why they fell to one and two. Um, but, but, but this, you're 100% this right has, about McCagan. This team has so little talent, it's it's crazy after four years. Yeah, and now they have like 88 to $100 million in cap space this offseason. There's going to be a ton of free agents. You're going to have a probably going to have a high draft pick again. Just And you have your quarterback. Mm-hmm. Build the offensive line. Maybe draft him an AJ Brown. Maybe draft him a wide receiver. You know, and sign Le'Veon Bell. I was gonna that's, say sign a Le'Veon Bell and let's go. <laughs> that's 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 the playbook right there. And then we're off. And then we're gone. There we go. Before we move on to Denver, Jesse, let me tell you a little bit about our sponsor, Vivid Seats. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Uh, Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look at the seats in the sections and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive 10% off orders of four or more tickets to save more money. Just go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code GOTHAM for 10% off orders of four or more tickets as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Like Denver, you know. Vivid Seats! The Jets have three straight home games. Use Vivid Seats to buy tickets to go to those home games. Uh, Let's talk about Denver. Um, they lost on Sunday. Yeah, they lost so, to the Chiefs. They lost on the, Chiefs on Monday Night Football. That's right. By the, the way, Showtime, Patty Mahomes. Oh my God, Pat Mahomes. Like, feels so forced. Like, I have a question. Would you rather have uh, Jamal Adams or Pat Mahomes? Pat Mahomes, because then we would have drafted Derwin James. Okay, I agree. 
I mean, it's so hindsight to just look, like everybody had a chance at Pat Mahomes. So I can't really blame the Jets for not doing it. But he's also being developed by one of the best coaches in the NFL. Sat behind Alex Smith, who's a really good quarterback for a year. Like it, it, it makes sense. The guy, the guy just had to fix his, a, a few issues. I mean, he, he, he throw the he threw the ball 135 yards. I mean, <laughs> nobody else can do that. Not Look, even Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> I'm not saying, but here's the thing. I'm not saying that I'm I'm not surprised by how that he's performing well with, like you said, all the circumstances around his development and who he sat behind. But I didn't think Andy Reid and playing behind Alex Smith meant you were going to turn into the second coming of Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady rolled into one. I, like, it is ridiculous. I'm legitimately yeah. happy the Jets do not play the Kansas City Chiefs this year. Yeah. You know? Holmes is, he's, he's something Oh, my else. God. Wait, they do. No, no, no. The Bron- I'm looking at the Broncos schedule. Never mind. <laughs> forget anything I just said. Forget everything I just said. Anyway, uh, the Broncos lost to the Chiefs. They are 2-2, two and two, though. Uh, they did beat the Raiders, who everybody beats. And oh, they probably shouldn't have won that game, I think about it. Except was... for the Browns. What do you mean? And by the and by the transitive property of the Jets, the Browns lost to the rate. They didn't lose to the Broncos. Oh, those to the Raiders. That's right. I forgot about the that. Browns were lost to the Raiders. Fair enough. Uh, they did beat the Seahawks, who look like they're headed to like a four and twelve season. Um, Jesse, what scares you the most about? I mean, it's this is very much a theme. Von Miller and that defensive line should scare us the most about the Broncos. Derek, Derek Wolf, Von Miller. Uh, I mean, they are very, very good on defense. Chris Harris Jr. is still really good. Um, have yet to give up 30 points this year. Yeah. Uh, they haven't given up 30 points in a long time, I don't yeah. think. Uh, Denver's a good team. They, I like Case Keenum. Um, he only has, he has th- a three to six touchdown interception ratio. I didn't realize that. Um, but he, I mean, he when when Case Keenum has weapons, you know he can play well, like he did with the Vikings last year. Yeah, they had Thielen and Diggs this year. He has Sanders and Anunwa. Uh, sorry, not Sanders and Anunwa. That is <laughs> Sanders and Demarius Thomas. Right, I was looking right. at the ESPN side by side there. Um, I, I I really I really I like this offense a lot. Uh, Peyton Lindsay and and Royce Freeman are a good one two combo. I don't know if if you haven't seen it if you didn't watch Monday Night Football uh Lindsey was all over the field he was great and then Royce Freeman had this 14 yard touchdown run uh where he just like ran over like three people and it was he was a beast so I think that you have to be wary uh our secondary the Jets secondary hasn't been very good this season since that first game uh it's just really been Jamal Adams um I really am I'm worried that we're going to see a ferocious pass rush destroy the Jets' offensive line uh, and a really pass-happy team um, take, I mean, take a part of the secondary. Although, and I pause because I'm thinking about I mean, the Jets do, like, with Avery Williamson, you do have a good matchup. He's done a good job covering a lot of the, the tight ends and running backs this season, um, and he's been a very welcome addition uh, to the defense, he's been playing well. Henry Anderson, also, I want to give him a shout out. Um, 
his his uh his wife or fiance keeps on liking my uh ah. my, <laughs> my, my videos about Henry Anderson. It's pretty great. And right, like friend all, of all, the show now, Henry Anderson. All, <laughs> all of his all of his Stanford teammates keep on like retweeting it and stuff. There you go. Uh, there was a Bills player. Hashtag like brand. AJ AJ Montez or something. I don't know. Um liked my video about Henry Anderson. Jesus, while the Bills, Jesse. All while, up in your mentions, checking your while, checking who's liking your stuff. While the Bills were playing. Oh, so, well, that's <laughs> like I don't know if they, they have their phones on the sidelines or not. But, <laughs> they uh, might. It, Who knows? Yeah, so I thought that was funny. Um, um, Henderson, he's been the best pass rusher on the Jets. Right. Um, he needs a shout-out. Nice. Um, so keys to victory. I'm going to name my first one, and it's, it's it really is just simply stop Von Miller, but I don't know if that's even, like – it's kind of stupid to say that. What I'm going to say, and it's a it's a call to Jeremy Bates. Uh, two weeks ago against the Browns, the Jets planned to neutralize the pass rush of the Cleveland Browns, and their defensive line was Sam Donald's not allowed to throw the ball down the field. And you saw some something similar to that. And it's it's a, it leads to a larger issue with this team. Be more creative with your play calling. If you have yeah. to resort to screens... You have Bilal Powell, who is one of the best make-a-play backs in the NFL. You have Crowell, who, for what it's worth, hasn't been terrible this year. He had a great week one, a great week three, and a terrible week two and four. So, law of averages. He's going to have a great week five. Um, (laughs) So, my first one is just maybe don't stop Von Miller and the the pass rush of of the Broncos, but neutralize it somehow. Get creative. With your play calling, you can't just go through this season with we have no way to stop them, so we're just not gonna let them stop us. Like we're just not gonna give them a turnover or or serve up our rookie quarterback on a platter. I get trying to protect him, but that's not how you're gonna develop him. So that's my first one. What would be one of your keys to victory on Sunday? I I really think that it one of the biggest things I really want to see Bilal Powell get more involved. Mm. Um, when he has the ball in his hands. It's it's pretty noticeable, in my opinion, at least, um, that he's just a lot better in open space than Isaiah Crowell. Yeah. Um, and the Jets aren't exactly like a, a – they're like an average team when it comes to speed on offense. I wouldn't say they're like a, a Chiefs, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not even close to that, but – I, Bilal Powell is one of the best athletes on the team. He needs the ball in his hands more. He's shown – he's been with the Jets, what, seven, eight seasons now? It feels like he's been with the team forever. Every time he's been giving a chance, he, he takes chunks. And he always is like that third down scat back for some reason. When he, whenever he does get and runs under center, he, he's been performing well for his entire career. I don't know why he doesn't get a shot. Uh, the, the Jets when the Jets signed Crowell, I was, I didn't get it, because um, <laughs> he just wasn't that great on the Browns. Um, I don't care if he had a thousand yards from scrimmage. Plenty of running backs do that these days. Um, so I, I want to see Bilal get more involved. Uh, you know, uh, some some th- throws over the middle, find him in space, uh, get him into the middle of the field, run some seam like up the seam. I, I want to see him in open space. I want to see. They they tried to do it uh, last week against Jacksonville. They tried to get him on a wheel route, um, and Darnold threw it a little bit over out of reach. 
Uh, but Powell probably should have caught that ball. Um, so I want to see more stuff like that. Get the linebackers in space. Um, you know, you, you want to get Brandon Marshall and those guys in space and, and try and create space. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> agree. I, I agree. Um, <laughs> the next thing I'm, I think this is my last one. It's going to be just make Case Keenum beat you. The guy, like you said, is a, a three-touchdown, six-interception ratio so far this season. Has not thrown a touchdown pass since week one when the Seahawks only generated one sack against him. Um, yeah. Look, if you make him beat you, I think you have a chance to do exactly what happened week one and force a lot of turnovers. And maybe not five interceptions like what happened with Stafford, but there's no reason you can't pick him off two or three times. And if you... If you shut down the running game and don't let let Lindsey and Freeman and Booker beat you, um, you have a chance to win this game on Sunday. So, so that's that's my uh, my uh, my key as well. Okay. With not Ke- not Keenum, but but sh- shutting down the run game. Um, there's been a history of the uh, past, really since like the Bart Scott era, mm-hmm. uh, the, Rex, the Rex Ryan era. There hasn't been like a really there haven't been really good any good run defenders on the Jets. It's been a really tough go of it uh from the linebacker position and finally you have two guys who have a lot of speed and are i mean it seems at least well we know one of them smart and it seems the other one is is, is getting his uh, his sea legs under him finally uh, i'm talking about darren lee of course he's been playing pretty <laughs> well this season uh and, and i've been very critical of him in the past uh not not just because he's from he went to ohio state um but i think that when you now that you have some speed, you sideline the sideline guys. Um, it's going to be important in this matchup because you have a guy like Peyton Lindsay back there, like you mentioned, who can catch the ball really well, uh, and and he's he's small, so he's shifty, he's hard to tackle, and that's why you, having Darren Lee and a guy like Jamal Adams too, who also is great in run defense, um, really being able to tackle and, and catch a small guy like that. Uh, so, so I think that's a huge matchup. I'm, gonna, I'm excited to see Avery Williamson uh, go head to head with on Peyton Lindsay also, because um, he, he's been pretty impressive in, in past defense so far this season. I know he's been covering a lot of tight ends. Um, I, I don't really even because Jake Butts hurt, so I don't really know who the tight end is on Denver at this point anymore. Um, but I'll look yeah, linebackers. Yeah, no, I can look it up right here. Uh, well, no, linebackers- while you're giving your point, I'll look it up. That's how podcast works. <laughs> <laughs> Linebackers for me are definitely uh, against the run game. Definitely my biggest, second biggest key. <laughs> it's it's weird that you said the like since the Rex era because that was always their biggest critique is that they're very good against the pass and that's where you had Revis and Cromartie no, and that, that secondary. But their run, their their run defense was left to be left something to be desired. You know? They had Sean. No, no, they had some good. I mean, they played a three-four. Like they, they had Chris Jenkins, Sean Ellis, and like. Well, uh, they played Chris Jenkins when he was healthy. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> let's, and let's remember first, that for the first run, Chris Jenkins was healthy. Yes, um, not the second one though. But I, I think that I mean, you have Bart Scott, uh, Jim Leonard. Like there were there were good players on that team. Calvin Pace was good in run defense, uh, way better than in pass coverage. I'll tell you that, <laughs> um, but. Something called that, a Matt Lacoste is the Denver tight end right now. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> no, I think that during the Rex era, I think you're underrating their run defense when they were healthy. Um, and, and then David Harris is always great in run defense That's as well. That's true. Okay. That, know, they just... Bart Scott, David Harris, uh, 
Sean Ellis, Chris Jenkins, Mike DeVito. They, they had big guys up front. Calvin Pace. Uh, you know, they were – that was a great defense. Darrell Revis was a terrific tackler. Well, I mean, Darrell Revis was the best cover corner in football for four years. So yeah. <laughs> he masked any any type of deficiencies they had in a lot of places. Um, yeah. Anyway, look, it's a home game. They've really only had one game this year where they weren't in it from the beginning, and that's and that's the, the, the Jacksonville game. And if Bowles doesn't kick a stupid field goal down 25-6, to six, maybe they get a touchdown out of that. And maybe you cut it to a one-possession game late. Maybe that last drive means something. Um, Does we'll that see. guy muff that punt, though? What's up? Didn't we get the ball back because the guy muffed the punt? We did, but again, I'm just saying, if you don't... If you don't... Uh, if you don't... I'm just so mad at that stupid field goal, Jesse. I, down 25 to... It's the Miami-Clemson game all over again. Miami's losing <laughs> 38 to nothing, and... Uh, uh, Mark Rick kicks a field goal so they to avoid the shutout rather than going for it on fourth and inches. Like yeah. I, it's it's the <laughs> meaningless points that you're putting on the board just because you want the score to look better. I just hate that. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Games at one o'clock on Sunday, Jesse. Um, we'll see. What are you working on? Anything else this week? Um, I might have something in the tank. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know my schedule this week. It's 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 pretty. Uh, well. I hate to say, but with baseball playoffs starting, it's a, it's a gray area. So <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know what my plan is this week slash this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. Uh, last question: uh, Yankees lose by how many tomorrow night? I guess tonight. One one run. One run in, heart, in heartbreak. Okay, and you just hate to see that, don't you? Yeah. Um, can't wait to get. I can't wait to see them get bullpen to death and see how, see how Aaron Boone. Well, messed this one up. That's not even how I want it to go. I want it to be like everything works and Chapman blows it. You know, that would be. Oh. That that's what I want is like a, a three-run a, lead blown in the ninth inning. You know, a Chris Davis home run off of Chapman way, to end the game. To all or Yankee Chapman fans listening to this, off of Chapman. Well, uh, Chapman, home run for Chapman. You're funny. Uh, to all Yankee fans listening, we appreciate it. But just know, these are two Mets fans that uh, take no prisoners. So. Uh, <laughs> that'll do it for this episode of the Jet Stream. If you dig the show, head on over to iTunes. Give it a five-star rating and a review. Uh, sorry, I just saw the, the Rockies game. Uh, give it a five-star rating and a review. Uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully, after a victory. Until next time, thank you for listening. Jesse, J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets.